Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Life with Lofka. It is so good to be back. I am so excited for this new series. I am so excited for what's in store with this new series. I don't even want to talk any longer. I just want to dive into what this new series is and what it's about. So I have decided to title this series, The Story I'll Tell. It really stems from hearing Maverick City and Naomi Rain's song, The Story I'll Tell. The moment I heard it, it just immediately spoke to me in this profound way. And I just thought of the story I'll tell. Like when I look back on my life, when I look back on 2020, what is the story that I'll tell? What is the story that I'm going to tell? So I'm just going to take up some of your time, ask you to lean in with me as we go through this new series. When I thought of what story I wanted to tell or how I wanted to tell it, what it was that I wanted to say, so many different scenarios just played in my head. So many stories, so many big moments came up for me. And I really just decided to take it from what I was in. Um, I didn't want to have to go back and think back and tell you about back then. But really, the situation I was immediately sitting in when I was listening to that song was just one of those situations that I, I couldn't believe. <laughs> that I really, that is really something else. I have spent the past three years living with host families. The first two years I spent as an au pair um, in Germany and the Netherlands, and I was an au pair living with host family. And this time round, I needed to move really quickly for my job, and I didn't have a place to stay, so I was renting a room from a family who then essentially became like a host family. It was something that I was used to, a sort of a setup that I understood. But with understanding that came the fact that this was a cycle. And my cycle was that it would start off great. We're happy, you're part of the family. It's just an amazing circumstance to be in. And slowly over time, it would start to deteriorate. The family issues would get bigger. You'd start feeling like you're intruding. It would just deteriorate. And this is what was happening. I'd gone from quote unquote being part of the family to never leaving my room to going beyond my door to say good morning or good evening and that was the end of it because there was just bad vibes I couldn't tell you what it is I couldn't tell you what changed how it changed when it changed but suddenly this amazing situation this family dynamic that I got adopted into then just started to deteriorate in where no one was greeting me no one was really talking to me where 
you just feel like you're in the way and that was where I was at and really in that space I I just asked God you know like I can't go through this again are you kidding again come on come on I want out I want out and I was searching for apartments for months this isn't an exaggeration this is very much the truth for months I was searching for apartments that I'd either get an email back to say it was taken I'd get an email on the day of the viewing to say sorry it's no longer available or I just wouldn't hear back and for the months that I'm searching for an apartment the vibe in the house just kept kept declining and it made me think of you know these videos where you see lava move and how slowly it trickles but how all consuming it is and as long as i stayed on the other side of my door i felt like i i wouldn't get singed i wouldn't get burnt there's something about living in a hostile environment in an unfavorable environment where the mood of the home is almost tangible it felt like if i'd stuck my hand outside my door frame i could feel that nastiness on the other side and that if i'd plucked my hand back it would probably be covered in just black inky liquid just to just to symbolize what was happening on the other side of the door it wasn't any of my business i wasn't really involved but you don't need to be involved in a situation to be able to feel that something is not right here and that's where i was and from that space night after night i would cry and i would beg god just for some kind of breakthrough please just let me out let me out of this situation let me out of this house let me out of this cycle it was the third time the third year in a row that i was going through this that i had no control of the climate of the house i just got swept away in it it was like the the seasons in the house had changed and i had no warning no control couldn't tell the winter from the summer quick enough to get my jacket or quick enough to let it go one day we were all happy and greeting one another and laughing together the next day nobody had anything to say to one another there wasn't greetings there just wasn't anything and on one of the nights that i was really just i just sat with god and i was just like can you please let me in on what it is you are doing can you because my mental capacity for this kind of situation is running out i i feel like i can't do this anymore and it's a cycle i've been trying to break it's a cycle i've been praying that is broken and yet here i am again so please just tell me 
what am I not seeing? And I had a look back over the previous seasons where the same thing had happened. And I sort of realized that once I was out of it, once I'd gotten out of it, I had given myself the credit for getting out of it. I felt that I was so strong and so resilient that I made it through this situation. And never had I thought to be like, thank you, God, that you got, that only God could have gotten me out of that. There was no other way that I would have made it with my mental health intact, with my health intact without God. And this time, there would be no denying that it is God. Because I tried, in my human capacity, I tried to get myself out of the situation. I was looking for apartments, I was going for viewings, I was really just throwing myself into this, trying to get out of it, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I needed God to take control of the situation. I needed to realize that God deserves all the honor and the glory and the praise for getting me out of that situation. That my human abilities ended long before this situation even started deteriorating. And God reminded me of, and yet they were walking around in the fire. They came out of the fire not smelling like fire at all. And that that seems to be the crux of the story. How amazing is that? But what God reminded me is there was another in the fire. There's a Hillsong worship song called Another in the Fire. And it speaks about this exact situation that there was another in the fire. The story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it's a story we all know where they refused to bow down to the king's idols and he, they, he threw them in the fire and this fire that got ten times hotter. It was so hot that the people who threw them in were burnt up. That yes, it's great that they went in the fire. They didn't die, they didn't burn, they didn't singe, they didn't smell like smoke. They came out whole and intact. But the fact is that they weren't in that fire alone. That at a moment where thought, okay, here we go into, into this fire by ourselves, that there was another person there. They must have, that there was another present keeping them safe, protecting them, encircling them with a circle of protection that just kept them from any kind of repercussions due to the fire and sometimes when we're in fiery situations where we're in situations where where it looks like we're about to get burnt up where it looks like there there is no way we are getting out of this hole where we are going to have some form of trauma some form of scarring and yet we make it out of there and we're like huh did I just make it out of that intact? And that's God. That's God. He's the other in the fire. He is the other in your situation. He is the other when things feel most desolate and hopeless. He is the other. 
There were so many times where I thought I was taking on these situations by myself and all God wanted me to see was that he was there with me, that he was there for every tear, he was there for every disappointment, he was there. That despite the fact that he had better install on the other side of this, he was there during it. That he didn't leave me. So when I did come out of it, I would know I didn't come out of it alone. I would know that it was because of God. I really just want to encourage you in whatever situation you're sitting in that seems completely hopeless. God is with you. He is always with you. He is always the other in the fire. I know it seems silly that it's like, oh, Lopka, you are in an unfavorable home situation. But for me, that was my fire. One fire does not compare to another. I know that oftentimes we're like, I can't complain because at least my situation isn't as bad as theirs. But if it's bad for you and it matters to you, it matters to God. Your situation does not need to look like another person's to be called relevant to matter. It just means that that is your fire, your battle. And God will not let you fight your battles alone. God will not leave you in the fire alone. I often think on on fiery situations past and being like, hey, how did I even make it through that? <laughs> and so many times all you can say is that was God. That was God. And God, I feel like he requires very little from us except our acknowledgement that got us through that, that he was the other in the fire. So really, one of my story is that I did get an apartment. God orchestrated in such a way that two weeks before my lease was up and I would be homeless really, that I got an apartment even better than I'd ever imagined. I thought I'd have to settle for a little shoebox that I could barely move around in and bless me with an apartment so in closing this whole walk around this whole story is really is really my story to tell you that no matter what you are not alone god will always be with you he is always with you he is always for you that promises what the enemy means for evil god turns it for good And no matter how terrible or how bad a situation looks, God's not going to put you through that and not get you out on the other side even better than you went in to begin with. He is the potter. That clay itself in its weak, wet form needs to go into the furnace to become that strong stuff it was created to be. That before grapes becomes wine, it goes into the press. It gets broken down, squeezed out. It goes through the press, that mess, and comes out on the other side, being able to last longer than it would have in its original form. Grapes have an expiry date. They go bad. They mold. We have to throw them out. Nobody wants to eat it. But wine... You hear fancy people talking about 80-year-old wine, 
pressure. And they came out on the other side even better than they were going in. Weak grapes become strong wine. Weak little piles of mud, of shaped mud, becomes clay pots that last years because of the fire. So even in the fire, even in the pressing, God is doing something. He is working something so that on the other side of this situation that seems unfavorable, that seems painful, that probably seems like the most horrific thing that is happening, on the other side of that, only glory, abundance, abundance and his promise like never before, like you haven't seen. I would rather go through the pressing to become that wine that has the gold sticker on, to become that clay pot that gets handed down through generations. I would rather go through the pressing and the fire to become that than avoid it and not last as long as I could have if I'd just allowed God to do what he needs to do and stand beside me while doing it encourage you that whatever it is you are going through, you are not alone. God is with you. He is for you. And on the other side of this is glory like never before. I hope that you are encouraged. I hope that this little speech of mine has really just spoken to you so much for even taking the time to listen to me share this message follow on instagram all those promotional phrases but most of all 